Welcome to The Pause with Ellen Wyoming Deloy. Life can be demanding and most of us get caught up in the busy go, go, go. But there is great value in taking a moment to pause and reflect. Constant momentum does not always equate to forward momentum. And I'm here to teach you how to take a strategic pause so that your next step is purposeful and in the direction of your goals. Develop self-awareness and skills that improve your ability to walk through life with intention. This is the path toward a more balanced, fulfilling state of being. Take a beat and then take action. The pause with me, Ellen Wyoming Deloy, starts right now. Good morning, good morning, good morning. It is, oh my gosh, mid-December already. And I was just chatting with Jacob here, mostly about how I love hearing my intro when I'm starting my show. I'm like, is this really the speed in which I talk? Is this my natural cadence? Um, Welcome um, to my show, The Pause with Ellen Wyoming Deloy. I'm on every second and fourth Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern. I know you can catch me on the radio in the Washington and Seattle area. Um, Don't ask me to say what station it is because I don't know what it is off the top of my head, but I know it happens. And uh, (laughs) um, today I wanted to talk about and dive in on the stickiness of all the things I've been going through lately and how it relates in some part to this time of year, how it relates to um, if you're listening and you already identify as a pretty sensitive person, as an intuitive person, as a person who probably has spidey senses and wants to be doing psychic work or learning more about it. This is totally for you. It's also for you if you just have to deal with a lot of stuff at this time of year and really any time of year. Um, but I wanted to talk today about, well, I really like boundaries. Boundaries are one of my favorite things, um, because they are so fun to talk about sometimes so hard to do, and also really interesting to learn about implement and maintain. Um, yeah, so let's dive in healthy boundaries for the holidays, things you can use now and at any time of the year. But before we dive in on boundaries, there's really like sort of a three part thing to understanding them and how they work, at least in the framework that I work with. Right. So there's energy management, discernment, and then boundaries. And you kind of need all three of them working together. And I'll explain why. So to be able to understand where a boundary should or should not be, we need to understand what our energy is and what our energy is not, what's taxing our system, what's feeding our system. And to be able to even understand what that is, we need a skill called discernment. And discernment is not analysis, right? It's not looking at a pro-con list and going, that's fine, that's fine, that's fine, that's not fine excuse me, I got like a thread in my mouth. Um, and, and trying to just muscle our way through with brain power on what discernment is or what our energy is and isn't. It's really, um, it's a feeling sensation around energy that you can build, even if that feels kind of out in left field for you. And then from there, you have choices. You have choices to make. It's not magical, right? It's just this real intentional thing where you make choices of where to place the boundaries and then how to do them, which is like always the next step, right? So I just want to talk uh, to you a little bit about 
my world lately. I feel like that's going to be helpful because I'm having to exercise a lot of really important boundaries and not in the kind of resistance kind of way where I'm going, oh my God, get out of my space. You're the drama. I don't want you. Like, honestly, I'm usually the drama. So it's like my own stuff that I have to figure out what to do with. And, um, it's, it's just more about where's my energy coming in? Where is it going out? And how am I going to get really depleted really quickly? And so for me, the reason it relates so importantly to me this time of year, I have so much more capacity to be the energizer bunny, do, do, doing, go, go, going, help, help, helping, um, at like diving into crazy ideas, going into my own investigations on whatever, like working with 85 more clients than normal. I can do all that in July. July is great. I was born in July. I feel like it's the best month. Um, but also the sun's out in full force and I love summer. I have always loved summer, but I tank energetically in the winter time. Um, it hits as soon as like, I feel like it's, it's not always like the first day of fall. So I shouldn't say it's really the fall, but it's like, as soon as the, um, kind of the time change hits and the weather really starts to feel that cool crispness and it's really beautiful. And don't we love sweater weather, but if the sun's not out and I live in the Pacific Northwest, it gets really hard for me. And I'm just, there's like a three week adjustment period where I am like slogging through to like be a human and survive. Right. Um, I've got my super high lumens light at my desk to help me out. I do lots of movement. I take walks outside. I have to do epic self-care so I can like get through the winter. Um, but I don't have the capacity during these months that I do in the spring and summer when I am just go, go, going. This relates a lot to just, I'm sure you can intuitively understand the cycles of the earth. Of course, I'm talking about the Northern hemisphere, um, but it relates a lot to um, Chinese medicine and five elements. Each season sort of has its like with um, expansion and contraction nature. This is a season of contraction. And so I have to be really careful with what I say I can do. And the holidays, of course, get a little nuts. Like I've had a package to mail to my parents ready for a week and I just can't get to the post office. I don't know why it's like, I'm just going to get it done today. Actually, after this, today is my day to run all those errands. But, um, with that, there's, there's the, the management. And so a little bit more of the story is that, um, so I'm, I'm kind of working in the world as a helper and a healer, right? So I'm a consultant, I'm a coach, and I'm an intuitive reader in all of these places where I make my living, I'm helping people to get unstuck and move forward, whether it's a team or an organization who is working through like, oh my gosh, we don't have a good communication strategy. Our strategic plan needs to be updated. We're not sure what to be doing first, second, and third. And we want to make sure that our actions are aligned in the right direction. So I literally help them take a pause, right? Which is where I got the name for this show to understand where they're at and how they want to move forward. And most importantly, who do they want to become as a business or an organization? And when I'm doing it in my coaching capacity, who they who do they want to become? Who are they becoming through the course of a coaching process, right? And so I'm holding space and holding space takes energy and I'm quite good at it. I'm an excellent facilitator at holding space for people to grow. 
Intuitive readings are also similar, right? I'm holding space so that I can read the energy of somebody and let them know what's unfolding in terms of where they're growing and learning in their life. Um, intuitive readings are actually probably my most favorite way to work because I have to use less of my own brain power and analysis. I just have to see the energy, which is um, a gift I've cultivated, a skill that I have. And it's like, um, it's just this really wonderful hello and I really enjoy it, but I can't do 10 readings in a week in the winter. It would be too much for me. I'll get really drained um, because it's still, there's still the energy of maintaining and holding a boundary in a space, even in a reading, because I have to be very clear on what's mine and what's theirs. And don't let them intermingle while I'm giving a reading. Cause if all of a sudden my stuff's all up in their space, cause their story that I'm seeing reminds me of something I'm going to be projecting. That's not a good reading for you. It's not a good reading for me. Right. It's not clear. And so I'm like, if I had a master ninja jujitsu skill, it would be energy management and knowing what's mine and not mine, right? And I can talk about it from an intuitive perspective for how I work it with intuitive readings, which is why you know you're getting a good one. But I want to kind of break it down for you to how you can take what I do and apply it to yourself in your own life for how to start feeling what's yours and what isn't yours. Okay. So, all right, good. We've got, we've got time. I haven't over talked yet. Jacob is always like, Ellen, you only have a minute left. Wrap it up. Oh. <laughs> I like listening. <laughs> but um, so let's, let's talk about it first and let's talk about, so it's a little bit of the energy management and the discernment piece just to start out. And um I'm sure you're not surprised. It includes meditation and I want everyone to have a practice. Everyone who works with me, especially in a coaching capacity, um, gets to get talked through developing their own personal practice. Um, intuitive reading clients don't need it because they're just, they're hanging out for a session and consulting clients, of course, with business and teams. I always offer it as I start to lead a meeting, um, <laughs> cause I'm that consultant, but, um, you know, I'm not making people develop a practice. That's not why they hired me. Um, so what I want you to do though, if you want to start to play with what's yours and what isn't, I'm just going to walk you through it right now, but I do want to say, if you are listening while you're driving a vehicle, you know, pull over first before you do this, or just listen now and bookmark it for later and come back to it. Um, you can always find the replay of the episode at, um, transformation talk radio. If you're listening live on the radio right now. Um, so, but what you want to do is in a, when you're in a good spot and you want to start to play with what's yours and what isn't energetically. So you can start to build your discernment muscle to know where you want to sort of make decisions. I want you to close your eyes and I want you to have a seat with your feet flat on the floor. If you're able. And then from here, I want you to, did I already say close your eyes? Close your eyes. And I want you to really think about bringing all of your energy, attention, and focus into the center of your head. And that's the first thing. Most of us, most of the time, are running around in the world with our energy scattered in a million and one directions. Half of your energy is in a to-do list. Half of it's in your inbox. There's three quarters of it in your social media feed. There's um, a tenth of it hanging out in four different conversations you had a week ago, five years ago, and 10 years ago. Your energy is scattered in a lot of places. And sometimes there are people who take your energy and need it. I read somebody last night. She's in a 
a separation process with her husband. And I was like, Oh, I was looking at her picture. Right. And I was like, Oh my God, your husband has been using you to prop him up for everything. And what you're in the middle of doing is like disconnecting yourself. And like that, I kind of saw where she was learning and growing and a couple steps she could take to kind of, um, sort of let him know for once and for all that, like there was a separation happening. So she could move forward. Right. Like she's mentally ready to move forward, but her energy was still really tangled up. Um, and so that's what we're going to do. We're going to call all of our energy back. And yeah, sometimes you might have a vampirish person in your life who might be holding on to it a little more than you want, but you just have to decide that you're senior, that you're in charge, that they don't get to decide if they hold on to it or not. Like it's literally not magical. It's just a decision. You just make the decision that it's yours again. So go ahead and call your energy back into the center of your head. All of it that's scattered elsewhere while you sit with your feet planted on the floor and your, and your seat planted in your seat. <laughs> and while you're calling your energy back to yourself now, I want you to just give yourself a little grounding cord, right? I want to connect you to the earth so that the other thing that happens with a lot of people, so that you're not floating around, you're kind of, un- a lot of people are walking around in the world. Sure. There's real gravity, but their energy is ungrounded. They're kind of really liable to escape out of their body again at the drop of a pin onto the ground, right? So I want you to anchor yourself into your body by actually kind of connecting your body to the center of the earth as a grounding sort of think about a lightning rod and how it pulls the electricity out of the air and it grounds it into the earth so that the structures are safe and stable. I want you to do that for yourself. So imagine a nice grounding cord and you can imagine it from a first chakra area. If you're familiar with your chakras, or you can just imagine it coming, coming from the part of your pelvic bowl, right? Sort of where your tailbone is and there's all that visceral matter inside of there that's important for creation and life like just from that area just notice any sensations or feelings there and send a long line of energy you can make it a color if you'd like just choose a color that feels good to your body and send it down through the crust through the outer mantle the inner mantle is that right no it's just the mantle then the outer core and then the inner core into the center of the earth, right? So just go down however many, is that like 5,000 miles into the center of the earth? And then just let it kind of connect there. And then as that cord is there, set it to release. Just start draining out what's not yours. That's the other purpose of this, right? Because you've called all your energy back into the center of your head. And what you're doing now is without analyzing it, making it on a list, looking at what all the things are, you're just giving your body permission to release all of the energy into the center of the earth for the earth to honestly transmute and compost into a neutral energy. So it's not messing with you, right? Just send it out. And if it has to come back in, believe me, we are really good at reconnecting it (laughs) at the end of the day, because this is a practice that takes practice, this kind of clearing out of your energetic space. But this is a portion of what I do every day. And it's one of the most fundamental things you can do to start to get a feel of being in your body and feeling what your energy is, and then sort of understanding what it feels like to leave. Some of you may have absolutely no sensation going on while you try this. 
And some of you might be feeling a whole lot of stuff and it does help if it's live while I'm doing it. Um, Cause I can kind of be reading the person at the same time and helping them where something I can see is stuck or wants to move and kind of just give them some cues on how to move energy. If you do feel a couple areas in your own body, like maybe you're, there's a little spot in your right hip or you've got a little hitch. I always have a little hitch in my giddy up in my back and I have to like, just blow these little energetic explosions in those areas. I just have visualized fireworks to just get stuff moving, right? Your mind is a really powerful tool and it can move stuff on a subtle level that you want to get moving. So you can feel a little more fluidity in your body. I actually did a similar exercise with my kids the other night. And it was so fun to watch my seven-year-old because he was like, mom, I can feel the earth energy coming back into my body. And like, he was explaining all the pathways and I never explained to him. I was just like using simple cues because I didn't want to overwhelm with complexity. And he was explaining the exact pathways in his body where energy was moving. And I was like, I would have cued those exact spots. It's just happening anyway. I guess it's, it kind of was a validation point for me that it's real. Um, so that was super fun, but, but this is a great tool, right? So your eyes closed, call your energy back to yourself, create yourself a grounding cord, send it down to the center of the earth to release what's not yours. And then as I indicated with my kiddo, think about your feet touching the flat ground and invite your feet to just call up earth energy to fill your body and just to kind of give it a wash and then come right back out again, right? Just to neutralize your space. And then at the very end, visualize a big gold sun above your head. And this gold sun represents the all of you, your higher power, your higher self, your soul, your spirit, however you like to think of it. And just put it in a big gold sun right above your head. And it's really catching up all the extra stuff that's still out there that you didn't necessarily bring back in the first go round and then pour it in through the crown of your head and have it just fill every nook and cranny in your entire body that you just cleared out because you did some releasing work also, right? And just kind of experiment with how you feel with that. This is really visualization, sensation. There's not a lot of thinking or analysis necessary here, but at this point, there should be a stronger sense of you and a less sense of other people inside of your own space. And so say hello to this because this is your energy. This is how you feel. And you should always feel really good to yourself. And so if there's still feelings of I'm doing it wrong, this doesn't feel right, or you're kind of criticizing yourself because you might have some aches and pains, just say hello to it and notice it and go, that's not all me. You should really feel good to yourself. And then the things that tug at you and pull at you and beg for your attention, sometimes even if they're in your body, can be the energy of other things that are stuck there that are asking you to separate from yourself to give attention to it, right? Because you know our body stores emotions. I've had some really interesting experiences of energy being released through like cranial sacral therapy. And I was like, oh my God, that was the thing that happened when I was seven years old. That's amazing that that was there. It was like right here in my upper left chest for a really long time. Um, and so just say hello to that. And that is immediately the first two things I was talking about. That was energy management and discernment, right? You're starting to actively manage your energy when you do a meditation or a visualization practice like this. And I want to be really clear. That's not the only meditation or visualization you can do. You can do so many 
different kinds of visualizations. And the apps that are out there are really great for helping you to experiment with what it feels like to bring more of your energy into yourself. The key is really the slowing down and the getting present in the moment and having the space pause capacity to go, oh, that really pokey, sticky, uncomfortable thing is not mine, right? And then inviting it to leave by creating a grounding cord, doing a little visualization of an energy explosion around it, or inventing a vacuum cleaner. Like I had did that with a coaching client of mine once. We'd like just got a whole like vacuum <laughs> in the meditation. She thought it was hilarious, but it was super fun. And, you know, make it fun. You, it can be really funny. And you can just like suck it out and have it go to the oblivion, right? Like we don't need it. Let it go somewhere else. Um, so those are those two pieces there. And I encourage you to start a practice around it, explore other methods that might feel really good to you, or just work with this one. Cause it's super simple and really accessible. Um, and then from here, right. Boundaries. Right. And so I don't expect you to like <laughs> be at a dinner table with like your whole extended family you know, doing all the things and you're going like, oh my God, all the stuff from childhood or whatever, and feeling frustrated or tense in the moment. Like you might not be able to do this at the dinner table to quickly discern your energy, make some kind of decision point, move stuff out of yourself. That's not yours, but you might do it before dinner, right? Or you might do it after dinner, after you've just had the experience to kind of get yourself a little bit reoriented to decisions that are going to be aligned in your truth, as opposed to aligned in reactivity of what other people need for you to do. And this is sort of the other thing that I want to talk about and kind of going back to some of my own experience recently. So as I mentioned, I'm like a helper and a healer as, as a part of my practice. I'm not a medical doctor, but I work with energy a lot. I create spaces. I help people move forward. And um, so you can imagine every now and then too, outside of my professional life, this just also happens. People will call me, um, there'll be a crisis, there'll be a situation. And I had this trifecta of events that happened on Friday, Friday and Saturday this past weekend. And I really had to sit there. Um, I think it was actually Saturday morning after some stuff happened on Friday. And then I got a couple of text messages on Saturday morning. I had to sit there and go, okay, people are asking for help. It's winter time. This is how much capacity I have. Like in my heart of hearts, I always want to help people to feel better, but I've done, I don't even know how to explain how much work I've done. I've done a lot of work to understand that my identity isn't around my ability to help and heal for my validation. That's just my choice because I love to do it, but I don't have to do it to feel complete. But at an earlier point in my life, I did because there were a lot of programs in there that I'm not of value unless I'm helping to heal, solve, or fix somebody's problem. And I've kind of separated myself from that old identity, which was like how I was safe and surviving in the world in those times to a place now where I feel very sovereign, but I also feel very in love with helping. And I also feel very in love with being healthy myself so that I'm not drained and I can say yes to the next one. And so what happened on um, Friday evening, we had friends over for dinner and um, these are good family friends. We see them probably every other week at dinner at one of our houses. We were really glad when we all got vaccinated so we could do it again. Um, 
And um, back in August, you'll remember that um, the government in Afghanistan collapsed and people were frantically trying to get out of the country who had been, you know, working with um, the United States and other European um, or other countries um, who were not in alignment with um with the Taliban taking over. And so their lives were in danger. And I lost my space to that so big back in August. I felt like I had, I don't know, I just, I plugged into it and I was in a panic for like a week and a half, uh, which is nothing compared to the panic that people were experiencing. But so she and I had talked about it quite a bit and her, her background is in international work and um, another friend of hers, mutual friend of ours, but her good friend works for USAID and helped with a lot of the um, incoming um, arrivals and people who need to be resettled. So on Friday, she's at dinner and she said, Ellen, I need your help. There's this family. And so of course there are many families, but there's one that we're all connected to, um, because of our friend who works with USAID, who did not have the capacity to help in the way that she needed to. And the caseworker, I'll just say they're overloaded. So this is a really big pitch, really fast as well. If you do care about these kinds of things, reach out to Catholic charities, Lutheran immigrant refugee services in your area. If your city is one of the ones that are receiving, um, refugee resettlement families or people, um, because they need help and you can volunteer. And that's something that can be done because people need to get on insurance and get housing and figure out jobs and get signed up for English classes. Um, the family we're working with actually speaks really great English. They were highly educated. Their backgrounds were, um, like upper middle-class kind of jobs, uh, in Afghanistan. And so there's like a lot of capacity that they have, but all of a sudden the three of us are sitting here and my friend was like, Ellen, can you, can you help? And I sat there and I was like, wow, this is a whole family who needs to figure out housing and employment and health insurance and how to get food and, um, everything. And they're in this like extended stay temporary hotel for a couple of weeks right now. Also the mom is pregnant, um, with a very high risk, complicated pregnancy and they have a toddler. And so it's, I feel blessed. I'm in a team of three strong women, plus the caseworker with a lot of resources to kind of start figuring out and navigating how to do it. But I could also tell that I could get completely sucked into it and given away into it and then forget everything else. And that was this line that I realized I was kind of butting up against. And then the next morning, coincidentally, a friend texted telling me that his parent was dying. And then another friend texted for help around something she'd really been navigating through in her personal life. And I was like, why is everybody asking for help in 24 hours? And what does that mean about my space as myself? And like, I'm working with school stuff with my kids and there's just regular life happening at the same time. And so what I do honestly is what I just walked you through. Right. And I have added layers and steps that I do because I do intuitive work intentionally with other people where I'm looking at their energy and stuff can get mixed anyway. And I have to make sure I clear it out, but I did that. So I could get back to my space. I could feel where I was and I could understand how much I could help. And it's not turning away and saying, I can't do it, but it was putting boundaries on myself going, even though your brain, Ellen, is going to be really interested in researching 37 things right now, that's not your energy. You've got to put it into a place, a container, a time when you can address it and create a system so that you're still taking care of the other parts of your life, right? And then I had to do some readings with friends, like where I trade readings, because that also really helps to move, stimulate and clear energy for myself, because I still had a really sticky day yesterday after all of that over the weekend. And I feel much better today um, because I get to say hello to energy. I move it around and I meditate. 
And that's how I build the boundaries. Cause when I can start to feel where I'm at, I can start to make the choices. And I know you're really curious about how, like, how do you make the boundaries? How do you share the boundaries? How do you implement them? How do you maintain them? And so we can talk about that in a future episode, or you can contact me anytime, ellenwyomingdeloy.com and book an appointment. Um, You can get a reading about your boundaries, or you can sign up for coaching because I work actively with clients to help them learn these skills concretely in their lives. Um, That's it, Jacob chatted a little bit ago that I was about to run over. So now I'm going to stop. Thank you so much for joining me today on the pause. Um, You'll find me every second and fourth Tuesday, 9am Pacific and noon Eastern. See you next time. Thanks for being here on the pause. Whenever you're listening and wherever you're listening from, we hope this time gives you some space from your day to reflect and gain some insight into where you're going and how you can make your next steps count. If you're really looking to jump into your personal growth journey, schedule a free consultation with me and learn how my coaching can help you to start taking meaningful action in your life today. Visit my site, ellenwyomingdeloy.com. See you next time.